Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is the Tribune Audio Network. My heart breaks for Caitlin because she is such a delight. And I just hate to see her and her family going through this. When you live your life right, play by the rules and treat other people well, there's supposed to be some kind of payoff, some reward, isn't there? She'll never remember another birthday. She just had a birthday this past Saturday. Um, she'll never remember another family get-together. But sometimes life seems to single you out for punishment. No one really knows why. It's not like you hurt anyone who is paying you back. It's just a freak thing. But you're paying the price. I'm scared. I'm, I, never in my wildest dreams did I think letting my child run would cost her pretty much her life. And that's what it has done. She doesn't have a future. From the Tribune Audio Network, I'm Fox H. Bob Buckley. And this is Caitlin Can't Remember. Chris Little is waking up his daughter, Caitlin, the same way he has for nearly 500 days now. So you're going to need to get caught up. Your journal, your journal will explain a little bit over there. Her journal tells her what she did yesterday and maybe the day before. Caitlin's parents have her write in it each night and then read it each morning to know what she's been doing because she won't remember yesterday, can't remember any day since October 12th, 2017. All right, ready, set, go. As a freshman that year, Caitlin was one of the best young runners on the Southeast Guilford track and cross country team. You look great, Will. Look good, Caitlin. That's one of the big high schools in Greensboro, North Carolina. I love the people I get to run with and exercise. It's just a calming time for me to, you know, get my mind together. That's Caitlin. <laughs> And ironically, it was some of the people who she gets to run with that caused the problems to that mind that she's trying to get back together. As several people tell the story, at practice that day in October, some kids were just messing around, and one got shoved and hit Caitlin in the head. Flush on the right temple. This was something, from what I understand the way it occurred, it wasn't something that, you know, was premeditated, pre-planned. It was just an accident that happened. That's Chris Cook. He was Caitlin's psychology teacher her freshman year when it happened. She didn't black out when she got hit, but it was obviously a hard knock. It didn't take a professional to tell that she had a concussion, though the professionals, including the certified trainer who saw her before she left that day, diagnosed it as a concussion. When it happened, I was very, very afraid for her because I was afraid because there was no solution coming. I mean, it wasn't a quick solution. You were expecting if it's a concussion, a week, two weeks, three weeks, that's what we've been used to. I was a coach, you know, I coached football. I saw kids with concussions. I saw what happened to them and I saw how they recovered. But with her, there was no recovery coming. Beth Woods is one of the best friends of Caitlin's mom, Jennifer. Actually, I was looking back at some of the earlier texts that Jennifer and I had, had shared. And at one point we said, well, 
you know, they've said three weeks, so we've got nine more days and it's going to be better, you know, <laughs> and then that was like, wow, at this point now, looking back on that and thinking nine more days, <laughs> it's been a long nine days. <laughs> Not just was there no recovery, things seemed to be getting worse. Listen to this story that Caitlin's mom tells me about what happened a few weeks after the accident. We went to Chick-fil-A, had her favorite lunch. We got in the car. We're still sitting at Chick-fil-A. We have our Chick-fil-A cups. And Caitlin goes, wow, Mommy, you did something yummy for my tummy. What was it? At this point in the story, Jennifer puts her hand up to the side of her face as if she's on a cell phone calling her husband. Chris, something's really wrong here. What's wrong is Caitlin has anterograde amnesia. And as she tells me when we sit down to talk about it, the condition doesn't affect her memory from before October 12th of 2017. You do have memories of before the incident. So you remember what life was like? My brain processes stuff so slowly now. It's just not the same. Do you feel like you're going to get back to normal? I don't know. But you're hopeful. Yeah. What do we miss the most about? I'm sorry, kiddo. I don't want to make it. It's okay. Caitlin begins to cry. I can't do things I love. I can't do sports. I can't sit at the table with my family in the morning. Because I just don't get it. And that's hard. After the interview, I feel terrible about making Caitlin cry, but her parents aren't upset at all. That's by far the most emotion she's shown since the accident, they tell me. Anyone who's met Caitlin since the accident will tell you that it's tough to watch what she's going through. What I've noticed is how much tougher it is for everyone who knew what she was like before. People like that psychology teacher, Chris Cook. I got to see the before and I got to see the after. I mean, I was there front and center and I got to see both sides of this. The front side was great. Before the accident, she was just kind of that person that everyone wanted to be friends with because she just had that easygoing spirit about her. That's Hannah Woods, Beth Woods' daughter. Hannah and Caitlin were already good friends when the accident happened, but they became particularly close as Caitlin spent her days at the Woods' house as she recovered. It made sense since it was just supposed to be three weeks. The sense was, well, if we hit a certain time period, then there's going to be almost like a light switch. and All these memories are going to come back. She's going to understand what's happened. She's going to be back to the way that she was. And the longer that went, the further out the projection was of how long it was going to take before that light switch would be flipped. And just hasn't happened. That's Hannah's dad, John Woods. He's not just a friend, he's also the Little's pastor. That means he has to explain why something like this could happen to a young lady as vibrant and lovable as Caitlin. I think that's a question that people have asked for millennia. <laughs> why is there evil? Why do bad things happen? Uh, especially to good people like Caitlin or her family. There's not a real satisfying answer. Um, the answer that I give is this world is not the way that it was intended to be. It's broken, it's fractured, and what, what Caitlin is experiencing is 
you know, part of the sharp edges of the brokenness of this world. One reason it made sense for Caitlin to stay with the woods while she recovered was that they homeschooled Hannah already. Caitlin couldn't really be part of Hannah's classes, but during breaks, they could play games despite Caitlin's memory issues. I teach her the same game four or five times a day <laughs> when it was really, really bad. Um, and she'd beat me every time. <laughs> that went on for six months. The bottom line was I think we all just thought she was going to get better soon. Caitlin's memory was better by the following May, but she was still losing everything overnight. The Woods had their own lives, and really, so did Caitlin. Or at least, she had one that her parents were desperate to help her get back. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news! With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As her parents work to get Caitlin's life back on track. How you doing, kiddo? They try to return her as much as they can to her routine. It's a Wednesday morning, and her older sister and two younger brothers are all eating breakfast, getting ready for school. Ben, what do you have today for testing? And in the office, off the kitchen, so is Caitlin. Yeah, I'm thinking of what I want to do today at school. I actually have no clue where I'm going to Caitlin, right over here. Yeah, her dad, Chris, sees how that may look. Everything she's doing in school, she's going through the motions of school, and it's great, and she wants to do it, she wants to perform. But the next day, it's a complete reset, a blank slate. But the first doctor that the school sent them to thought it was the right thing to do. And he wrote a plan where she was to go to school, sit in class for 50% of the class time, not do any work, and then sit in a dark room for 50% of the time. Okay, we'll try that. Still thinking, normal concussion, we can do this. Why not? The school had bought in 100%. Well, the first day or two when she was back, I honestly did not notice anything. That's Kenya Jenkins. She was Caitlin's biology teacher at the time of the accident, and she thought that the rest Caitlin had after the accident was enough, as it is with almost every other concussion. My initial thought was, you know, oh, maybe, you know, she just needs some time out for a little bit and she'll, you know, get better. But obviously over time we saw, you know, the magnitude of how, you know, things were going where she wasn't, you know, able to retain, retain things for past an hour and, we were really trying to to put together a plan to how she can even finish out, um, you know, finish out the course of biology. When I say Southeast Guilford bought in, I'm not just talking about some accommodations. Mark Seagraves is the principal at Southeast. You go home and you're and you're thinking every night at the dinner table before you go to bed and when you wake up in the morning, what can we do, um, you know? And um, because I know that's what Caitlin does every day. She, she doesn't give up. She thinks every day 
Um, she works as hard as her, uh, as her peers will in class. Dang it, what is it? What are those called? The school set up an entire team to do everything it could to help Caitlin succeed. And one of the chief people on it is Tracy Helms. She is something of a seeing-eye dog for Caitlin's memory. She takes her from class to class, lets her know where to sit since Caitlin can't remember those things. But with Miss Helms' help, Caitlin copes and her condition disappears to a degree. People may not know because she compensates well. Um, she is a hard worker. You can give her her assignments like everybody else. And as long as it's today's work, based on today's information, she does a phenomenal job. Um, she is right up there with the top of her, her classmates. Caitlin's mom has taped a picture of Ms. Helms and of all her teachers in her main school binder so that she'll know who they are each day. Beside my picture, it says, this is your buddy. And so when I see Caitlin each day, I introduce myself to her because she doesn't know who I am from the previous day. The first day that we were at school with Caitlin, we see it happen as she comes out of Ms. Smith's economics class. And you're Ms. Holmes, right? I am. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's surreal to watch. You know that Caitlin's been with Ms. Helms every school day for a year and a half. But Ms. Helms has to reintroduce herself each day. And Ms. Helms is there on the good days and the tough ones. Hmm. The tough days are... Just that. Just that. A big part of what Ms. Helms and all of Caitlin's teachers do is keep an eye on the migraines and fatigue that are part of Caitlin's new normal. Every single day we just roll with how her day's going. We adapt. Um, if she can't go back to class because her symptoms are, are too high, her headache's too high, or she's having difficulty multitasking or concentrating, um, focusing because of the noise level or or because of videos being shown in class, or because it's a group project and a class is louder than normal, then, then our staff makes adjustments to try to accommodate her symptoms. The biggest challenge is that Caitlin simply can't retain anything. As she sits in Megan Smith's economics class, she's going over notes with her classmate when she asks. So what is economics? She's been in the class all semester. Maybe you're beginning to see the challenge here. And as little things change in their lives, as they inevitably do, Caitlin's left behind, behind that wall of October 12th, 2017. Her parents have, have a new car. And so when they come and pick up Caitlin, sometimes Caitlin will look and she'll say, I don't know if she's here or not because I don't know what their car looks like. And so, you know, I can't imagine what that's like, just, just going through a day and not knowing your normal or what you remember to be your normal. There was a moment that really brought that home for me. Is there anything you need? Oh, okay. okay. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Ms. Helms takes Caitlin to the library so she can take a test. Caitlin has to do them open books since she can't remember what she was taught. And as they leave the library, Miss Helms is making a little small talk. See if you can hear it. I don't know. I didn't read that far. <laughs> Did you catch that? 
Ms. Helms asked Caitlin how her Christmas break was. Caitlin said she didn't know. She hadn't read that far back in her journal. Caitlin's life has become the story that she reads about every morning. Ms. Helms and I catch a brief moment alone while Caitlin is a few feet away. So I whisper to Ms. Helms, and I still feel a bit awkward talking about Caitlin like this, but the issue has to be addressed. So this is every day. We're repeating this every day. Every day. Every day I come in and meet her, and she doesn't know who I am. Every day she doesn't know where her seat is in this class. She doesn't know who her teacher is. Every day um, is fresh and new to her, just like um, it's never been seen before. To what degree does it feel futile? Like, we're never going to get past this. Well, it feels that way every day because you don't see improvement or symptoms escalate. And so you wonder kind of what's the point. The point is, Caitlin can't just sit at home. She tells her parents that all the time. When she's felt like she's not been productive, Mom, I've got to have a purpose tomorrow, make sure tomorrow's better. I need to make sure I accomplish something. So when she wasn't getting better with just rest, her parents took Caitlin to the emergency department at the big hospital in town. We did, because of her memory was erasing about every two to four minutes. And it was just a little, we thought, blood clot, something Something serious. They still didn't have any idea what they were up against with the injury to Caitlin's brain. And the emergency room doctor could quickly see the severity of the concussion and recommended they see a neurologist. Caitlin's dad, Chris, thought that they might finally get some answers. When I asked the doctor here in town, the neurologist here in town, um, after several weeks had gone by and she hadn't really improved much, if he had ever seen a case like this, he just kind of you know, said, well, no. And it's not his fault. Almost nobody has ever seen a case like this. How do you treat a condition that you've never seen before? What reference book do you look to? What research? Chris and Jennifer Little understood the challenges the doctors faced. What shocked them, though, was how they all reacted to it. Like the one at one of the nation's premier research hospitals who said Caitlin was just faking all of this. I said, well, doctor, what do you base this opinion on? And um, she said, if I remember correctly, if you don't like my opinion, you can go somewhere else. At that point, I realized that that doctor was completely unable to help us. See why some doctors said there was nothing wrong with Caitlin and where the family turned next in the next episode of Caitlin Can't Remember. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and rate it. Also, you can go to myfox8.com and see video of Caitlin, her family, and everyone involved in her story. Caitlin Can't Remember is written and reported by me, your host, Bob Buckley. Chris Weaver is our producer and editor. Our executive producer is Kevin Daniels. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.